You're listening to Randstad Sourcerite's Talent Navigator podcast. Join us to hear about the latest research, talent trends and success stories from human capital leaders who are driving their organizations forward with smart workforce planning strategies. Hello, everyone. My name is Anthony Kim. I am with Ronstad's Workforce Advisory Group. And joining me today is Martin Smith, Vice President of Global Solutions Advisory at Ronstad. Today, we're going to be discussing talent retention and internal mobility. So spinning out of the pandemic, layering on uh, the continuous uh, need for talent and the talent shortages in our world, along with the economic headwinds, organizations are struggling with retention along with how do they best uh, engage their internal workforce uh, to identify the right talent at the right time. So Martin, can you tell us a little bit about um, your initial thoughts on overall retention and internal mobility? Yeah, thanks Anthony and and great to be talking with you again and nice to see you again. We haven't spoken for for a while. Um, Same here. (laughs) Yeah, I think that um, as you said, I mean, it's a um, a crazy time. I'm not going to use the word unprecedented. I'm going to use the word crazy. It's a little bit bonkers out there at the moment. Um, we know that uh, talent scarcity is here to stay. We know that organizations are looking to put in place more strategies around how they harness and utilize internal talent um, with the backdrop that um, employers are really looking for more. So employees are demanding more um, when they're in organizations. So I think this is a great topic and I'm hoping that we can uh, share our thoughts and views uh, with the audience. Thanks, Martin. Can you talk about some of the challenges that employees are facing today regarding the retention of their current employee base? Well, I think, I think everybody knows that, um, you know, the the great resignation, everyone's heard of that as a a term, um, and that is um, affecting every organization in different ways at different degrees. I think one of the things that we've seen talking to our customers and talking to um, employees is that employees are looking for more. They've redefined what their own success looks like within their work life environment. Their expectations have changed. They're looking for Maybe previously, organizations could um, look at reward as the strategy. People were looking at money was the fix, whereas now it's not. Now it's more about the human impact. This is about them being treated as humans. It's about, does my employer treat me with, um, provide me with flexibility, provide me with growth, provide me with support, um, and help me really be my authentic self in, in the roles that I play within the organization. So I think it's really changing and the marketplace now has to catch up with that. The hybrid working environment has really been challenging. So I think organizations really need to start thinking human first. So Martin, both of us are in advisory roles and we talk to our customers on a daily basis. How can we help them increase their focus on uh, both internal mobility along with uh, the best strategy to retain the talent that they have within the four walls of their organization? Yeah. Great question, Anthony. Um, I think one of the most important things is to realize that mobility is just one component of a overarching strategy. Not everybody is going to be looking to move to their next role within an organization. But um, what we do realize is that to create an agile workforce, you have to consider deeper connections really looking at um, working with your employees, connecting with them on a deep, deeper level. Um, 
I think the other thing is to understand that everybody is different. So everybody is going to want different things at different times. And um, a colleague of mine positioned it really well the other day when he was talking about speed and direction are the two key things. You have to try and understand an individual's, you know, what is the speed that they are potentially looking to change something, move, move, etc. Because it could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be further down the line. And then the direction of travel. Is it that they want to carry on doing the job that they're doing at the moment and be successful or consider other moves? We're seeing a bit of a move at the moment from sales to marketing, marketing to sales and a lot of others as well. But I just named that as one. And I think that speed and direction is really important to understand. Um, that will really help you understand what are the, the things you have to put in place to help uh, mobilize your best um, staff, but also retain them. So Martin, I love the labels of speed and direction. Uh, I probably add a third one and that would be timing uh, because timing is everything when it comes to identifying the population set uh, that needs to either make a change today or maybe continue to stay in their role, but just deepen their experience. Um, how would we go about assessing a population of talent within an organization to identify who are the ones that we actually need to take action on today um, versus those who may be content in their role, but actually just want more development uh, within their current area, uh, their functional area? Speak to them. I, th I think it's the simplest response I can I can um, say is that you, you've got to be speaking to your employ employees. You have to be asking them those questions. Don't get me wrong, the data has really blossomed in the world of talent over the last couple of years. Um, the amount of insight that's available, you know, we pride ourselves around on the amount of data that we can bring to the table with our customers. Um, and I think that is continued to be even more important. But it's also about collecting the right data and by speaking to your employ employees and asking them and helping um, them assess themselves um, against certain criteria and provide that information is going to be critical to this. I think your timing is right. That whole sort of speed bit of around, you know, John and Sally might be interested in moving today um, because they have a but, but you also then have to understand what are the reasons behind them looking to move. Um, so that timing bit and the speed is really, really critical. But by speaking to employees, by capture, capturing data, by um, completing um, profiles, bringing the learning and development world together with the talent world and really understanding and helping somebody assess their skills will, will, will really help. The talent segment is a really interesting one. Um, and I think what you're going to have to do is we haven't got a crystal ball, but somehow you're using data and using insight that we capture. You've got to try and predict the skills that you think your organization will need to be successful moving forward. And a way um, of helping you on that journey is to assess the skills that you currently have in place today. And that will enable you to really understand that gap and then plan and reach out to the relevant people to have the right conversations with. So speak to them, Anthony, I would say. Great, great. And I and I do love the approach of uh, it, it needs to be hybrid, right? It needs to be very tacit by speaking to them. But also there's a there's a continuous drive for data gathering, right? And data analytics, right? To say, hey, how can we scale on capturing the data? And then how do we scale on actually using that data, right? In a meaningful way. So great. Thanks. So Martin, my next question. Research shows that almost half of the employees say that it's easier to find their next opportunity outside of their current employer. And also on the flip side, 
hiring managers, 57% of hiring managers say that it's easier to hire external talent rather than identifying internal talent. Can you explain why this phenomenon exists and why um, most companies and talent seek employment and their next opportunity outside of the four walls of their current organization? Yeah, it's it's quite, I, I feel from talking to our customers, it's quite a complex thing and it comes down to a, a number of key, key areas. Um, it could be the culture within the organization as one. So what we've seen, there's a lot of cultures that um, mean that hiring managers are trying to build that um, performance and the high performing team themselves, but because they don't have any sort of movement and inflow, when they lose somebody in their team, it really hurts them. And therefore, they are less likely to um, have that mindset of being able to have talent fluidity and, and move people through. Um, I also think that, I mean, it's the, two, it's the two key questions we ask our customers, you know, from a hiring manager perspective, is it easier for you to hire somebody externally and internally, which you've, you've highlighted it, it is. And, but the, the more um, concerning stat is that employer employees actually find it easier to find a role outside of the organizations you highlighted. That is the, that is the challenging one that is causing a lot of headache for a lot of organizations. Um, could be down to, um, the internal recruitment process it could be down to visibility it could be down to policies and procedures or it could be down to a number of other reasons in your last question i highlighted that mobility is just one component of a good strategy and this is where it plays a part you need to understand the reasons that somebody is looking to move that could be that they don't connect with their manager it could be that they're just not engaged and connected to the role they do it could be a whole host of things so mobility is about finding out those issues and helping them navigate their way through that first to increase that engagement before you can then actually move people into other roles and move them on. So it could be process, it could be procedures, it could be a whole host of reasons. But again, you need to talk to them to find that out. Great, great, thanks for that. So what are some of the things that organizations and employers can do to try to reverse this trend, right? And, and develop a more effective way to identify talent internally, uh, move them into progressively growth roles, uh, and also for internal talent to first look at their current organization prior to going outside and looking uh, at the external market for their next opportunity. Yeah, um, I'll come on to a couple of things that I think that organizations, or we're definitely helping our customers into consider and go through that process. But the one thing that I think that um, is a real big trend that's happening in the marketplace is um, coaching. And, and coaching has really blossomed and quite rightly to help people navigate their way through what they're looking to do and to help maybe um, explore some of those challenges that they have of why they are looking externally and they don't find it in, internally. And the reason I bring that is that this democratized approach to coaching is really supporting organizations to understand um, what is going on within their business, whether that's your skills inventory, whether that's your, you know, looking at putting training and initiatives and programs in place to support those people. And it's back to the speed um, and the direction question that we, we, we talked about earlier. I, I think the fundamental thing for me, though, when I talk to our customers is this embracing this um, culture of talent. You know, you highlighted that the hiring manager um, might actually hoard talent because it's so painful for them to leave. 
Well, if everybody embraces that culture of talent and movement, um, then I think that's going to make the difference because whereas they might move somebody onto another role that is the right thing to do for that person, they will also then get somebody else coming in maybe with different skills and different approaches and different attitudes. So you get that fluidity in the movement. And that's not an easy thing. That really is probably the most complex thing to put in place to really get mobility moving. The other point that I would highlight is technology. Technology is playing a massive part. Talent marketplaces um, are, are sort of, you know, um, really buoyant at the moment. But you've got to add the human touch. You've got to have human intervention um, when that individual, if it's required, when it's required um, to help that person. That whole self-service is great, but we have to make sure that we are helping people navigate their way through. And those are the two key areas that we, we are trying to work with our customers. That's awesome. And I, and I really love uh, both of your comments around fluidity and, and how it needs to be organizational wide, right? It just can't be a division that embraces fluidity of talent uh, throughout the organization, but it truly has to be systemic, right? Throughout the whole organization, uh, along with that human touch uh, component, right? And of course, that's part of our DNA uh, here at Bronstadt. Um, so in our day-to-day -day conversations and in your conversations with our current customers or potential new customers, um, without giving away any secret sauce or dropping any company names, can you share examples of where you're seeing companies create innovative strategies or approaches uh, to combat internal mobi mobility or the uh, talent leaving the organization instead of finding internal opportunities? Yeah, I'd like to answer that in a slightly different way. So rather than highlight an organization, um, um, I think sort of a sector maybe. So if you look at um, pharmace this pharmaceutical or, or biochemistry sort of um, approach, they have to drive mobility because a lot of their roles are very niche. The talent scarcity is really driving long uh, field time rates on their vacancies. So they've really started to think about how they mobilize talent they have within their organization. And they're starting to put things in place to really help build that strategy. One of the things that has been really interesting is sort of democratized approach to everything is, is again, I mentioned coaching, but even not coaching, but that whole approach that you have to help everybody along the journey. Yeah, you have to connect with them through technology. You have to connect with them through human in, interface. And, and I think what they're doing though, is they're offering that to everybody to, to actually drive that culture into the heart of the organization. And what they're doing, I'm seeing a couple of organizations are linking the learning and development with the talent. And that is being really effective where even if somebody isn't ready for a move today, there is a path in place for them. They have access to content. They have access to career assessment tools. They have access to you know, guidance and navigation in a safe environment that actually helps them plan and think about how they build their career within this organization. And, and I believe that that is something that more and more organizations are, are actually going to have to take up in order to stem that sort of retention and help drive engagement. Great. Um, Martin, you brought up a point that I want to maybe dig a little bit further into. And that is, um, if we take the notion that um, as we progress through our career, we may have seven or nine different 
careers within our working lives. Um, and then you also look at how most organizations look at role-based career progression. So if I'm a project manager today, then there may be two opportunities for me to progress into additional roles. But it doesn't necessarily take into account what my skills and knowledge are that I've had from my previous jobs. Um, how would you uh, suggest a company approach their departure from role-based progression in career pathing and looking at more skills, knowledge, and experience-based um, approach? It's not an easy, it's not an easy change, you know, and we're seeing that lots of organizations moving from role to wanting to move into that skill based in both skill based hiring and actually skill development. Um, and it's the work that the, the world is changing in that way. Yeah, and that move is really, really difficult. Um, I think, you know, we've touched on it a little bit that sort of move to skills, which is the marketplaces is, is going in that direction. And we have seen we have to hiring um, for skills, developing for skills and taking them through that journey. I think unless an organization really invest in part technology, but a skills taxonomy, it's quite challenging. But a number of organizations are making that shift and, and, and being very successful. In fact, we're helping a few through that through that process. I think if you're going to move to skills, you've got to do two things. You've got to make sure that you capture the skills. And as you rightly highlighted, you know, you come to a job from another organization and you don't necessarily highlight at any time the, the other skills that you have that are not in that in use. So we have to capture those in, in some way. But the more interesting thing for me is to capture the aspirations of the individual. The individual may have aspirations to develop skills that they think that are very important. And therefore, using that as well, you can get a very rounded picture of these are the skills that Anthony brings to the table from a previous role. These are the skills that are top that he's using in the role he's doing at the moment. But Anthony has aspirations and skills that he wants to develop. And therefore, this these are the skills that he wants to develop alongside skills that the organization might want Anthony to develop as well. And it's having that holistic view and helping the individual bring that together in some type of plan and program and then right reverting back to the, to the speed and direction. Then, then you're bringing it all together and making that significant move. But the culture bit is still important. You have to have a culture of skills and, and, and apply that approach, which again is, is not an easy thing to do. Uh, the time that we spent today, um, I think the one thing that we can both agree on is there is no silver bullet. This is a very complex topic. And the strategy and approach that a customer may take, an organization may take, is going to differ based on their culture, what their uh, their hiring trends are, their struggles, their whether they're in growth mode as an organization, right? or if they're or if they're looking at, uh, sh shifting directions, right, uh, with their organizational strategy. Um, are there any last pieces of advice that you would give if you were talking to a customer today and we were ending a discussion around um, talent scarcity, um, retention, and internal mobility? Uh, any any kind of key takeaways or advice you would give to a customer as they start this journey on what is the best strategy for retention and internal mobility? I think I would leave on saying that it all starts with demonstrating to your employees that you value them. 
you have to recognize their skills and their contribution engagement is the biggest measurement and mark at the moment people that are engaged are more likely to stay with you they are more likely to consider roles within your organization so start with actually recognizing how important they are and and make them feel connected to the organization i think that's where for me when we talk times it all it all starts there well, Martin, it was great to talk with you again, and um, we appreciate all the time that you spent with us, along with the insights that you shared. Thank you, Ante. I really appreciate your time as well. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Randstad SourceWrite's Talent Navigator podcast. Learn more about the trends you've heard about today at randstadsourcewrite.com.